you need to understand your strong sides, evaluate your weak points and outsource those weak points to yeah. professionals, to experts in their niche. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ecom Growth Show. We're super excited to have with us Katarina today. She's based out of Denver, Colorado, and has an awesome story about her um, building a linens brand. And so, Katarina, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Uh, we're thank happy you to guys have for you. having me. Heck yeah. Um, why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about who you are, You know, a little bit about the business, maybe some about your personal life, and uh, why you do what you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, to in couple in couple words, uh, I like to say that I'm a mail order bride that's living an American dream. I mean, pretty much we can we can finish finish right here. I can give a couple <laughs> advices and and be done. Uh, if you want me to elaborate a little bit on that, uh, I am an immigrant. Uh, I'm originally from Russia. I met the, the love of my life back at home. Uh, he put me on a suitcase, brought over here and said, hey, that's where I live. Let's live here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Hey, but, when yeah. you filled out your form, though, and you said mail order bride service, I was so confused. So thanks for <laughs> clarifying on the podcast, like what you meant by that, because Robbie and I were that like, that was all legal. What? That was all legal. <laughs> was, oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, United United States uh, Immigration Services can can confirm. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, but seriously, seriously speaking, uh, uh, we moved back to uh, to states, uh, started our family, and um, I, I'll be honest with you, I just didn't want to go back to nine to five uh, job, and mm, I started yeah. figuring out what is that that I want to do. Um, I'm coming from the corporate corporate world, uh, in particular oil and gas sector, and I was um, wow. always looking for that idea. Uh, that I want to make mine, and honestly, my path took me took me more than more than ten years mm. uh, to finally find that idea, and that happened with uh, my future husband to be. Sorry, uh, my future husband to be, as uh, he was a hot sleeper, and <laughs> as a good wife, I wanted to find a solution for him, so you know he loved me and marry me, and so <laughs> I actually and I actually did find that solution. It was uh, switching switching bed sheets. We switched those to linen, and I started uh, diving deeper into that fabric and understanding what is it, uh, what it stands behind. And what are the benefits of uh, wearing linen, sleeping linen, having linen in your home? Uh, and I mean, <laughs> after that, it was pretty much a done deal. I found uh, found what I want to do. Uh, and my mom certainly was a part of uh, inspiration process as she's a very, very crafty, crafty person. And so here I am, uh, building linen empire one thread at a time, <laughs> and uh, involving my whole family as my inspiration, and you yeah. know, building my generational story on top of that. As a, as a mom of two girls, I certainly want them, you know, to look at me and know that everything is possible. And yeah, you can be a mom and a business owner. And the other 15 hats that I'm wearing every day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's crazy, though. So it started with your husband being a hot sleeper, and you're like, how can I solve this problem? And boom, this business was born. That's pretty inspiring. That's cool. Well, to, to be fair, I, 
I kind of wanted to to run my own business for a long time, but as yeah. I as I said, I just couldn't. I I just couldn't find what is that that I wanted uh, wanted to be busy with. And uh, once I realized that linen does have so many amazing benefits, health benefits for uh, mm-hmm. for our bodies, for our you know everyday life. Uh, it was just, it was an easy choice. Linen is also sustainable and mm-hmm. it's absolutely, I'll tell you guys, it's an absolutely beautiful thing to run a sustainable business mm-hmm. in yeah. the 21st century. Yeah. yeah, totally. I got to come clean on something because uh, I think I need a pair of your sheets because at home, like, here's the weird thing is I shower about twice as much as my wife, but my side of the bed... <laughs> It's like, is it brown a little bit? Completely stained and oily for some reason. I think it's because, because I'm like sweating all night. Dude, I have that that same problem. I always got to kick my feet out too. Yeah, we're hot sleepers. So there you we go. Need some that's that, a, that's that, a very common. That's a very common thing, and maybe it is TMI, but it's you yeah. know like many like many other subjects uh, that we think are way too personal and not not talk about them, not touch them. It turns out that a lot of people are experiencing the same. Mm-hmm. I have only like sad topics coming to, coming to my head as an example, so we're not going <laughs> to touch those. But yeah, going back to to being a hot sleeper, a lot of people dealing with that uh, you guys will never hit uh, a wonderful in parentheses a wonder, wonderful period in your life when you're going to hit a menopause but a lot of women will and that's you know she she might have not been a sweaty person ever but what I hear from all my older pals and uh, my clients and customers that it is a problem yeah. and you cannot, you cannot find a relief. And if during the day, you know, you can drink some cold water, you can, you know, put your head in the freezer, things like that. What do you do at night? You have to sleep mm-hmm. and that interrupts your sleep. You toss and turn mm-hmm. and you wake up in a puddle of sweat. Yeah. Lovely dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the beauty of linen, if, if, uh, if I may share is in, yes, is in the natural, um, Natu- natural nature. <laughs> um, I know that's not really English. Uh, but anyway, uh, so it's in the fibers. The fibers are coming directly from the flax plant. And they're just so wholesome in a sense that they absorb uh, moisture. Uh, they are different from cotton that mm-hmm. they um, uh, get dry very quickly. So you actually are not sitting in your own sweat Uh Besides, they're definitely breathable. They're thermoregulating. So wow. let's say if you're a hot sleeper and your partner is not, not a problem. Linen is going to thermoregulate your body temperature and keep you cool during hot summer nights and keep you warm during winter. So it's truly a truly versatile all year round uh, fabric. That's awesome. So so you came up with the idea um and, and had a pretty good sense that it was going to be a great solution for people. What was the next step? Did you, did you try it out for yourselves or what was the response you were getting when you started to bring it um, to uh, people outside of your, your own home? That's Sorry. That's a great question. Um, look, I'm not the first one who figured out that <laughs> linen is amazing. This is one of those products that has thousands of 
thousands of years of you know expertise and mm-hmm. and feedback and everything like our an- ancestors from like ancient Egypt were using linen for mm-hmm. a reason and it was uh, and it always considered to be a luxury uh, luxury fabric uh so of course linen was here in states mm-hmm. much much before I got here uh-huh. right uh my other goal besides bringing linen to to American families and making convincing them in, in the way that they need to sleep on natural and breathable fabrics to start with you can sleep on cotton as well I personally think cotton is so much less than uh, than linen uh, but nonetheless it is natural and it is breathable so it's much better than any synthetic uh, mm-hmm. fabric that you're gonna sleep in Um I wanted my business to be sustainable. Yay, mm-hmm. I made the right choice. Linen is already sustainable by itself. Mm-hmm. But then another goal was to make it to make it affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started looking into that, there were plenty of companies who were, uh, were uh, offering linen batting and the makeover of your bed would easily cost you $800. I thought that that's a little too much for, uh, f- let's say, for a family of four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my other goal was to make it more affordable. So I cannot answer questions simple and to the point. So you got the whole long story <laughs> and now I'll get to answering your question. So my next step was certainly uh, to uh, to do a research and to find the best mm-hmm. uh, provider for the linen. And then I certainly went to Europe because this that's where the best uh, flax grows. And I wanted to keep it close to the production you know, so basically it's it's it was the next step was the research process mm-hmm. to make sure that I do get the best quality that I make sure that it is uh, becoming affordable. Uh, maybe some business guru is going to tell me like, hey, girl, you're having completely wrong business model, but I am cutting my profits in order to make uh, my product more affordable, just Mm -hmm. because I truly believe that everybody should have linen in their life. Mm. That's, you know, that's an investment in your own health Mm -hmm. and we should all make that switch. Yeah. That's really cool. You're doing that. So once you kind of did all the research, you got the product you wanted, what was your next step from there? Look, the next step is is marketing. <laughs> I think there is there is nothing nothing else to add here, and uh, I certainly made a lot of mistakes on that path. Yeah. And uh, please feel free to laugh. I graduated with economics and marketing degree. Unfortunately, by the time I left, uh, I left my school desk. All all the knowledge that I got there were was already outdated. And here uh, we are living yeah. in the world of Facebook and Instagram. And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're taking your sweet time. You're behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I'm coming back again to the topic of marketing. Of course, I thought you know I'm I'm so amazing. I'm so great. My product is so wonderful. My my mission is even better. It's all going to pick up by itself. I don't need to do anything like yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Google's going to find me right away and all the people's going to find me right away. I don't need to tell you guys that that didn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a website built and everything. You had your products up on on there. Did you do any right. type of Kickstarter campaign or did you just start telling your friends and family about it? Or what um, was how did you initially start getting traction? To, to be fair, to be fair, um, I had I took the 
first full year uh, to do to do my own testing. I had an idea, and I really before before investing any any serious money into the business, I wanted to make sure that uh, it's it's working and there is really interest. It's not that only nice. I think that, you know, everybody needs to sleep on linen and everybody knows what linen is. And so I started with my first uh, product that was a bathrobe uh, just because, you know, less fabric, less work, uh, much, uh, much easier to, to ship and to, to transport around. And so basically I was just on Instagram. I was uh, organically developing my account that had, you know, like five friends following it yeah. and gradually started getting some traction there. Um, and pretty much after a year, I, I was sure, okay, I... I can totally start working in this niche. Uh, that's when I started developing uh, much, much bigger items, uh, such as bath sheets, which are the main, um, the main part of the business. And then all the, all the other items. Uh, we're not done. <laughs> we're definitely not done with our product line. Uh, I feel like we're in the beginning of our uh, truly like growing and scaling, uh, scaling process. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so after after getting all of those like basic first steps done, uh, started doing uh, advertising uh, on Google. Realized that I was a little too small and it was taking a little too much money and not bringing any results. And then uh, we switched to social, and uh, that has been working well for us. Awesome, you ask Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought you were prepared to ask. No, I have, I have questions too, but I don't want to take the whole floor here. <laughs> That's awesome. So throughout your process, um, how many years have you been going now? So we're on our third year. Okay. So what are some of the biggest learning lessons that you've had over the last three years? Uh, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest one is, um, you really need to invest your time in finding the right partner. Mm. Um, just do do your due, due diligence, and uh, there is just so much so much stuff on the market. I I don't need to tell you that there are you know like lawyers and engineers who are putting together marketing uh, marketing plans and marketing courses, <laughs> and you know like pushing it in your face, just like buy, 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 and then buy more. Don't, don't look that I have a lawyer education. Like I build a business. It's not very successful, but that's okay. I'll, I'll build yours. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's unfortunately a hard lesson that I learned uh, mm-hmm. that you need, that I had to truly do a due diligence before partnering mm-hmm. uh, with this or the other marketing, uh, marketing agency. Probably there is another way to do that as you can like sit down and learn and really dig into, into this whole thing. But if you're doing that, then who's running your business? So yeah. I, I, I'm a believer that you need to understand your strong sides, evaluate your weak points and outsource those weak points to yeah. professionals, to experts in their niche. And that's where you need to and to devote some time in in doing your uh, due diligence. Yeah, that's super huge. I feel like a lot of people fall into that trap because at some point, like you, you said, you wear multiple hats in the business. And so after a certain point, you do need to start outsourcing things where, you know, you don't either have a capacity to do that or even a desire or the proper skills to do that at the level where you're wanting to go. So being able to figure that out but then spending some time in research to get somebody in the in in place 
who can do that uh, almost better than you, right? And I think that's the key to a lot of people growing. And it's sometimes it's not about just um, getting the first person on board who who says they can do it, because as we all know, there's a lot of people out there who say they can provide X, Y, Z, and maybe they don't even have experience in doing that or don't have a proven track record, things of that sort. So I think that's super huge. It's a a big learning lesson that if somebody watching this um, can just latch onto that one idea and try to avoid that for themselves, they're going to be, you know, it's going to put them ahead months and months and months in their, their journey as an online store. Yeah. What what I love about you said, Oh, go ahead, Kat. Sorry. I apologize. I'll share. It wasn't, it's, I do have control issues and I think this (laughs) is, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to, to hear if you guys agree with that or not, but would you think that's the, the common adjective of a, of a business owner? To, to have, have control issues? Control. We see it from time to time. Like for us, we've always tried. I mean, it's been a process to give up control as you grow and delegate things out. Mm-hmm. But we've always tried to find someone that's better than we are at that specific thing. And we've done a really like good job at that. And when someone's better at it, then it's like, okay, I can trust you and empower you uh, to, to grow that. But we also see people that try to keep control over it. And then the person that they put in place there doesn't thrive, can't grow it on their own. And it almost caps that person, which then mm-hmm. kind of caps the growth of the company. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not saying this is you, but that is something, you know, pretty common you come across is why, why hire somebody and then micromanage them? Because you may as well mm-hmm. just be doing it yourself if, if that's the case. If you're going to, you know, try and approve every single little thing they do and, and, and really run that, then you may as well just be doing it yourself. And so I think that is another learning lesson for people is if you are going to get somebody in to do something for you, um, give them the opportunity to, to shine. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, again, I, I just wanted to to share, to share my journey in that I do have control issues. And it's hard. It's hard for me to delegate because this, this baby, as I like to say, that's my second baby. I had my first daughter. Then I, then I opened the company. Then I had my second daughter. Um, I, you know, just like I do due diligence with daycares, that's the same, the same way I, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. No, do my research before before I'm gonna give out uh, give out the part of of the business, and it's hard, but you have to do it. Otherwise, you're just you're just drowning in the amount of work, and which yeah. causes stress, which you know, yeah, not no. healthy for anybody. And even linen cannot uh, help with the stress, even if you wrap yourself <laughs> like a mummy. <laughs> I totally appreciate you saying that because I think for all business owners, it is hard to give up you know, little bits of control here and there because it is, it's, it's your baby. It's what you've put your, um, your blood, sweat and tears into and, and you're there to make sure that it, it grows. And so it is hard to give up that control. But I think the idea that we always try to fall back on is the idea that, you know, when you, when you have a vision and you have the right people in place, you can do more together than each person could do, you know, if they were going to go do their own thing. And so just kind of like having that, that partnership, that collaborative environment, that's what makes um, businesses special, I think, is that they can do more together than if you were to add everything up that people could do individually. 100%. (laughs) 
That's a good learning lesson though, Kat. You're dropping straight fire today. So I wanted to ask, you know, we kind of went through your, your, uh, learning lesson or biggest, one of your biggest learning lessons and sent us on our rabbit trail. What's something that you think you did like really, really well in that? Cause we kind of focus on maybe a mistake, but what's something you've done really well to bring you where you're at today? Um, I think an important thing is, uh, is to go your own way. Uh, I had one of the, uh, one of my articles has been published in, uh, in Forbes and, you know, they don't publish just anything. So <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's, your, that's, that's your mark a of, a, of approval behind, uh, behind my, my statements. Um, so I said there that basically you need to go your own way and you need, and you need to act. I think, um, See, uh, one of the steps uh, that is absolutely necessary is is to learn your competition, is to learn your competitors. Mm -hmm. But then don't compare yourself to them. They have their own path. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're making their own mistakes by copying them. Maybe you're going to copy their mistakes. Why? Do your own ones, right? (laughs) Um, I... I still like up to day, uh, up till today, I have those issues of uh, people, industries, just like different, different spheres of my life. They're try, trying to affect uh, my decisions in the, uh, in bringing new products uh, into, into our product line. And let's say there are certain things uh, can be done easier and cheaper if uh, let's say I'm going to blend linen with cotton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a great fabric. Uh, it's going to lose some of those amazing linen properties that I stand behind. And I just hear it from, from so many different places. Hey, Kat, do that. Do that. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be faster. It's going to be easier. It's going to be uh, cheaper for your customers. Everyone's going to love it. You're going to get it right away while I'm battling here how to make this or that design out of like pure linen. And it's not quite working from the first time. And we're developing prototypes. And then, you know, everything is ready. And then we put it to wash. And all of a sudden it it shrink twice as much like I cannot mm. sell that so we go back and keep on testing I'm going the long way but why I'm telling this story is because I'm convinced that if I have my vision if I stick to it without trying to um get an easier way here and there I'm gonna be bigger and I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna stay here for many many years versus mm. being another brand that's just gonna uh, be for a couple of years on the market and then die by itself. Um, one step that I already overcome was with the packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody tell you like, oh, just put it in a plastic bag and ship it. Like, why do you care about uh, paying extra for recyclable packaging? Why do you care about your labels being printed on recyclable uh, paper? And, you know, further and further, uh, because I'm working in this, I'm working with sustainable fabric. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing it across the world. And then if I'm putting in a plastic bag and shipping it to you, because that's going to be $5 cheaper for me. I think it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good point. I think it kills, kills the whole, the whole purpose like why would i talk about that i care about planet earth and my grandchildren living still living on it right and not Mm -hmm. like dying from this like bad air and all the pollution that my business added to the to the footprint of all the businesses right Mm -hmm. um i want to make it right and 
We do recycle uh, in, in B-Flex linen office. We do have solar panels uh, that generate green energy. We did uh, uh, purchase an electric car in order uh, to run uh, to run our uh, orders to the to the carriers That's in a cool. more efficient way. And yeah, I read and uh, I'm part of one of the sustainability groups, and uh, there was a great uh, great meme there that basically said you don't need to do uh, recycling perfectly. Uh, a lot of people need to do it imperfectly. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a very good that's a very good thought mm-hmm. behind it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love what you said too about just having vision, not trying to take shortcuts to get to that vision and just sinking into the journey. Mm-hmm. And you're only 3 years in and to to be saying that at this stage is really awesome and impressive and I love having long-term vision and s- settling into that. I actually just saw a quote the other day that said quit worrying about the next 45 days and worry about the 45 year legacy that you're going to build with your business. So, Absolutely. so, so cool to think about it mm-hmm. like that. I appreciate you bringing that up. Awesome. So, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 you didn't. I just, look, I'm not saying that it's all, I, I don't want to get given an impression that it's all easy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like so determined and I'm not going to be like everybody else. That's why I'm going to uh, pick the the hard way. Mm-hmm. I just really believe that the more you, you put in, and again, I'm repeating, repeating your, your words. Um, if you have a mission, if you have a goal, just, just stick to it. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. let others, uh, get you get you off that path mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's awesome good. well guys we're coming close to the end of our time um if you had one piece of advice to give to somebody who's you know kind of in that growth stage in in their first three years uh in their online store if you could only tell them one thing what would you, what would you tell them oh goodness <laughs> um, i i guess this is uh I think in 2021, you just you just need to be you cannot sit. You cannot sit and, and wait. And I'll be honest with you, I look at some some of the linen brands uh that started just three years before me while I was still thinking and figuring out the US soil and how things work here. Mm-hmm. Uh they're already moving to the to the next step of their business. They're like growing bigger and developing more things. And I already want to be there too. What I should have done differently, I shouldn't have waited those three years and just started putting putting the time into into work right away. So I guess I'll I'll stick to that to that advice. Yeah. Besides all the other great advices that I shared today, yeah, <laughs> and don't don't wait and make your own mistakes because mistakes are not something that pushes you back, even though it might seem like that in the beginning. It gives you experience that you cannot get anywhere. And, you know, sometimes experience costs you something, but that's okay because no one's going to take it away from you. (laughs) Awesome. awesome. Well, guys, if there's anyone out there that's sitting on the sidelines thinking about starting a business, take Kat's advice, act on it, implement it. Uh, There's going to be hard times. There might be bumps along the way, but have that long vision to push through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe someday you can get to the point where you've built a brand like Kat's. Uh, where it was just a dream at one point, but now it becomes your reality. 
Thanks so much for coming on, Kat. We really enjoyed it. We'll have your website in the show notes so people can check out your brand. Everyone needs to go get linen sheets. Mm-hmm. I know Robbie and I are going to get some after <laughs> what we shared. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Uh, if you guys know anyone that this would be helpful to, please share mm-hmm. it, rate us, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time.